Hello and welcome to episode 71 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. And joining me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can find on Twitter at League Freak. How you doing there, mate? Pretty good. It's uh, Friday night. South are leading the Warriors. And we're coming into the big game, the massive one. The one that could actually determine what happens with the final series. So I'm excited. Yeah, it's looking like it's going to be a, a big week for for footy games this week. Um, yeah. But tonight, we're not talking about tonight's footy. No. No, no tonight, it's, it's, uh, we're going back to uh, hollowed turf, so to speak, because yes. uh, Andrew Voss's show, The Fan on Fox, has got Todd, uh, Todd Greenberg coming on the show this uh, the next episode, which is on Tuesday night next week. Yeah. Um, and so they've asked people to send in their questions for Todd Greenberg. And we went, we can't let that opportunity go by again. Exactly. I mean, obviously, Todd's going to really open up and give his honest opinions. Oh, wait a minute. No, he's not. He's a politician. <laughs> so um, we feel obliged to, to help Todd out because that's what we are. We're, help, we're helpers. Yeah, exactly. We're just giving it. We're, we're a service that can be relied upon by the people. Yeah, a magnificent service. A glorious service, I should say. Exactly. So let's get started here. There's quite a few questions here. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one comes from uh, the Voluntary Tackle podcast. Fantastic podcast. Getting into yeah, all Yeah, um, And they said, oh, well, well, you need to actually start with the actual tweet so you yeah. can put that into context. Okay. So the fan says, got a question for NRL CEO Todd Greenberg. Send in your questions using hashtag the fan fox and tune in to... At Fan Fox League, Tuesday night, 9 p.m. on Fox NRL. Questions have to be nice and brief, please. Okay. Nice and so brief. I'm, I'm sure that they'll all be nice and brief because yeah. they'll ask lot nicely to keep that's, it that way. That's right. So the voluntary staff started with, they have to be nice? Okay. <laughs> what an odd prescription, but okay. Hi, Todd. How handsome are you? That felt weird. Um, out of Out of 10... With ten being league freak and one being me, um, I'd probably say Todd's about a steady, let's say five. Mm. It's oh man, I don't know because you know, he's, really... he's he's got a face. This is a question I would like to ask Nadine. Hey, she could she could give us a more honest answer. I mean, I personally wouldn't do Todd Greenberg. He's not my type. No, likewise. Um, but for me, that, that's a genitalia matter, first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think he's probably in their looks department-wise as, say, Shao Khan, Tim Brasher. Yeah, I guess he is. Like, uh, And she read, looks... she, she read a Tim Brasher with hair pretty highly. For anybody that knows the Marvel movies, he looks like he should be giving Doctor Strange the, uh, what's the Eye of Akarama or something? Anyway. No idea. Okay, yeah. next question was, um, can I get an invite to one of the various morning teas you attend? What type of prick would ask a question like that? Um, at League of Freak. Oh, League oh, Freak. Okay. At League Freak. Yeah, oh, that's sounds, you. Sounds, yeah, yeah, sounds like something I'd ask. He Seriously, he loves a morning tea and a photo opportunity. And uh, I would just like to go to one of these morning teas one day. I never get invited because I'm not an arse licker. So that's kind of rules you out. Yeah, I don't get invited because I'm not a tea drinker. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I like, um, do you know what? I, I love coffee, but I don't mind a tea occasionally. Okay. Do you have those infusion teas or just normal old, like, boot tea? I, you know what? I I don't mind either. You know, the one that I really like is, uh, you know, when you go to Yum Cha and you get the green tea? I okay. like that. Yeah. I love that tea. I would drink oh, yeah. that all day. I wish they made that in the pods because the pods are what I use when I make coffee and they make you super lazy. <laughs> oh, sounds like I don't need any tea then. Um, <laughs> friend of the show, Carsten Brummer, he says, yep. when will the NRL start to expand their brand internationally, i.e. marketing the Watch NRL app in the US or Europe? Wow, that's really I thought that's what it was for. 
Yeah, I think at the moment they they have the watch NRL thing in. I dare say it's in countries where they know they've got a sizable enough audience for it to work. Yeah. Um, I don't know what countries are. Probably just England, I guess. Maybe the US. Oh, see, I thought Maybe it was not. like just international. Like you put it out there, and that was it. I I don't know. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Um, I think they should have the watch NRL thing available everywhere, including Australia. Yeah, well, I guess the reason they don't is because, and I know personally, I would buy the Watch NRL app. If it was, say, 40 bucks a month, I'd just buy that, and I wouldn't have Foxtel or anything else. Um, and I, my guess is the broadcasting partners all know that, and so that's why they say, you know, block it off to Australia. I guess you could use a VPN, uh, but I, I'm, I don't really use VPNs and stuff like that for, you know, watching sport. Yeah, I've been told a VPN would work, but um, I, I've, I don't know how they work, so I don't, I've never used it. Yeah. Um, Scott Mendieta says, why are you so shit at your job? Now, I wonder if that falls under the be nice area. I feel uh, like it would miss the mark with be nice, hey? Yeah. Maybe maybe Scott needed to amend his terminology and say, why are you so less brilliant at your job? Um. Because there's a there's a there's a range there. Hey, you know what? We've got some immediate feedback on Todd Greenberg. Nadine gives him a rating th- th- out of three, rating of three at best. She said three at best. At best, would 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 Nadine rate him high if he had Tim Brasher hair, like nineteen ninety two Tim Brasher hair? Well, she would wasn't. That... A, yeah, remember she wasn't a fan of the mullet. She yeah, she well, would that's... want him to have like just. Just enough hair. Yeah, well, see, that's the nine, 1992 Tim Brusher had. He'd, he'd cut off the mullet, but he still had hair on his head. She basically, oh, I wonder how she would rate Todd Greenberg with a landing strip. Ooh, or with facial hair. Yeah, imagine that. Come out with, like, one of those um, porno mustaches or one of those mid to late 90s wrestling um, goatees. That'd be cool. Imagine if he had a big, dirty tash like a porno tash yeah, and with the little curls talked, on the end he just stroked it like creepily <laughs> that would be great maybe i have, should do that hey have you seen the boss of formula one now his name's chase something he's got one of those mustaches and it's even got the little um bits that twist up until twirl upwards at the end i think i've actually seen him yeah i saw him once yeah. and it's uh that's a statement that's when you're like that's when you you're going around and it's like i don't need to impress anyone because i already fuck yeah <laughs> a lot <laughs> a lot yeah <laughs> i just snap my fingers Boom. bang bang it's happening it's on um another friend of the show the magic man says let's get a club in honolulu you know it makes sense and this reminds me of an episode we did probably way back in what march yeah our first ever episode was it the first one? I think it was the second first or one. Third? First yeah. or second, yeah. Yeah, because it was... Rem- oh, it might have been third, actually, because it was the um, relocation and expansion episode. So we... Yeah, and that was my... Um, my idea was to have a club in Honolulu, yeah. which I think is a good idea. I really Man, it's do. Get, it's getting legs. Yeah. You, you've now become a social media influencer because of this. I know, right? I mean, next next stop is to for me to just be taking pictures of things and to, just to happen to get my watch, my brand new watch from a sponsor in that photo. And then, well, then after, after that, after that, you've got to get onto Instagram and start doing titty shots of yourself. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'll be looking forward to that. People will love my titties. <laughs> um, Moz Morris says, what can the NRL do to address the toxic refsfold culture that has worsened? As much of this is being led by senior journalists in hashtag, in uh, quotation marks. It sounds like you might have written it. Will the NRL look to expand the journalists on NRL.com? Ooh, that's a really good question. So what can we do to address toxic refsfolding? I, I, so you were saying- know, well, first thing, wouldn't it be funny if the way that the NRL got rid of all of the shitty journalists that were bagging the game is just to buy them all, basically. Because, like, they all talk about, oh, I'm, I'm unbiased, I keep my integrity. But let me tell you, as soon as the right-paying job comes along, they jump on board and they push out company lines, which is really funny. Absolutely. Ha- happens, in, 
happens to, to normal journalists too. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm here to keep the bastards honest. And they all end up working in the government. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Um, but yeah, you know, for the ref's fault thing, I think what they need to do is there needs to be a campaign with all sports where it's like a national campaign where we stop doing this thing where it's us and the refs, like the refs are part of the game. And I, I think that that needs to be looked at. Um, I don't know whether it will be, but I would have the referees not necessarily being higher profile, but just embraced a little bit more. Yeah, properly respected. And I think yeah. the biggest thing they can do, and I know we've already said this, so I won't go into it too much, is they need to stop trying to counter the rest halting thing by trying to justify the decisions they make. Like that Monday thing they do on the NRL with Graham Andersley. That's not helping. No. I know I know the intention may seem good. Like we're just going to show that, you know, this is why we made this in blah blah blah. Who cares? You're you're feeding into that rest vaulting thing. Because not every decision they're gonna make is correct. They're humans. That's gonna happen. So by going out and highlighting the ones they got right and the ones they got wrong is only serving to perpetuate that whole bloody rest vault crap anyway. Just stop doing that. Yeah. Exactly. You know, they're not convincing anybody that anybody that's watching that is is hate watching it. You know, they watch that the same way that you and me watch NRL 360. They're not there to enjoy it. They're not there because they like any of it. They're there to just hate on everything that's said. That's right. We're the the moral balance. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, As far as the senior journalists... um... First easy step, and this won't this won't work initially, is don't give them media accreditation. Yeah, although I wonder how big of a change that would be to what they do. It wouldn't because be much think... of a change, but um, it would remove some of their access, which would also remove some of their, I suppose, insider scoops they claim to get. If they're getting none, then they're just left being opinion writers. They're not journalists anymore. And yeah. at that point, he's going to listen to them anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. It's it's been interesting the way they've conducted themselves over the last few months. It's been gross. It's been just outwardly gross. But anyway, we're going about the fucking doing this a lot. Um, any chance the NRL could finance rugby league project on Patreon? <laughs> well, I think this is a well thought out argument. <laughs> Who would make such a wonderful argument? Well, only a glorious human would come up with that. Um, the starting block replied with, "I second this notion," and yeah, Richard Cranium. The said, I tweet them, but I don't think any of my efforts for sponsorship has come to fruition yet. <laughs> yeah, Keep Richard at it, Richard. worked hard to get a sponsorship with uh, a Porto and KFC. Yeah. Keep going, mate. I think it's working. Yeah, so do I. Um, Rabbito Robert says, when are you going to get the refs to officiate every game consistently and stop favouring teams like the Storm and the Roosters? That's a laugh. The refs don't favour anyone, you moron. But what does he think? Like, they, they all sit around on a Monday and say, well, boys, we're going to uh, just keep up what we're doing. We're going to just favour the Storm and the Roosters. Everyone else, though, we're going to really give them a hard time. Like, what the see, fuck? Like, it was only a few years ago there was claims that they were favouring the Broncos or claims they were favouring the Knights even further back. Or they were claims they were favouring... They favour everyone, apparently, according to which everybody um, moron idiot suggests they are. Such well, the, a dumb fucking... Oh, God, I hate people so well, shit. How many times did we hear, like, oh, the Dream Grand Final is South versus yeah. the Roosters? And and that's never happened. And then... Well, not happened, you know, for decades. And then you've got, oh, the Dream Grand Final, it's the, the Broncos versus Melbourne. And it's like, well, that's happened once. Yeah. It's just... You know what? I, I've heard so many Dream Grand Final. Oh, they want Parramatta in. They want this... To, and it's like, no. It's... No. Funnily enough, right, the best teams tend to win the most games, hey? That's something I've found over over time. It's a crazy system. Yeah. It's like this must be some sort of statistic where you can sort of work out that, like, the teams that finish higher up the ladder win more games than the teams that finish lower down the ladder. No, this is crazy stuff you're talking about. I can't follow this. 
Yeah, sorry. It's a very confusing concept, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you're, using, you're, like, you're, you're like using facts and rationale. I don't know how that works. Yeah, it's wrong I'm, sport. <laughs> I've been involved in the game for too long to understand how that functions. Um, <laughs> next question is, how can someone be poor at their job yet not be sacked? Any tips would be appreciated. Okay. Well, it only happens in every single walk of life. I yeah. Mean, how many... How many how many people have you ever worked with where you're like, this fucking person has no idea what they're doing and then they get a raise. It's like, how many, how many industries do you fail up in? I know it happens in politics. Yeah. Um, it does happen occasionally. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't tend to take, take much notice of people I've worked with in the past. Yeah. In fact, the only person I, I do recall taking a keen interest in when it comes yeah. to a co-worker is um, you. Oh, excellent. What am I like to work with? Fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, excellent. That's top fantastic. Top of the tree. and Top of the tree. It's a very tall tree. Yeah. You're right at the top of the tree. Everyone else is just underneath the tree. Oh, well, I'm very happy with that. Yeah, you're, you're really good to work with as well. You make me look better. <laughs> We should just turn this into just a circle jerk. I think we're halfway there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll put my pants back on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the 81st minute, I think this is Curtis Woodward. He says, uh, he's got a few questions. What's your star sign? Ooh. Um, men don't care about that. Nah. Um, that's a bit weird. Have you ever been around a chick where she says, oh, you're this star sign, so that means that we're compatible. And you, th- here's the thing. You never find a chick that goes, oh, you're that star sign, which means we're completely incompatible. Like, oh, it, I... it always works <laughs> in their favour, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... I'd like to wake up one day and you read, read the star, star signs in the paper, and it says, just go back to bed, man. You're in <laughs> a real shit day today. Everyone doesn't like you. Just get back into bed and don't contact people because they're sick of hearing you. They're sick of your shit. I've got a theory on those things, and that is they have like 30 of those little summaries, right? Yeah. And they're just moving around one place every day of the week, each month. <laughs> yeah. They've only got to write 12, you know, one for, you know, one, one batch of 30 for every month and just restock, move them around one notch. Everyone gets a crack at the same one. Everyone goes, wow, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, because no one ever, ever reads the one that's next on the list, eh? That's right. Do you, do you know they've done, they've done a, there was a study that was done where they basically said that they could, um, they could guess a person's personality traits, right? And so they gave everybody different um, envelopes and they had to get the card out the envelope and read it and then say how accurate it was. Well, most people in the room felt that they were accurately um, described on this piece of paper. Thing is, they were all given the exact same piece of paper, (laughs) and it was all like affirmative things like, you're a really strong person, but sometimes you'll just keep quiet enough, you know, and it was just, it was was sort of like vague, but made them put themselves up, you know. They contradiction so that it's not making a firm case, but you can sit there going, yeah, I think that is pretty true. Yeah. yeah. Because it covers all the bases. Yeah, like people underestimate how smart you are. Like stuff like that. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, Next one you have was, do you eat cheese before noon? Well, we've seen the morning morning teas. I'm sure there's cheese on some of those sandwiches. It's got to be cheese and crackers, yeah, 100%. Um, RC Cola or LA Ice? Yeah. Man, that's tough because they both taste like ass. Yeah, I mean, like, what type of povo cunt is this person? Okay, you drink Coca Cola like a fucking man. Um, what's your favourite Rob Schneider movie? Ooh, the animal. I I think I'm going to go with Juice Bigelow, Mal Gigolo. Ah, oh, yes. I think that's good. Um, what is the meaning of life? Well, that's easy. It's just to create more life. I don't yeah, know why people I think that's. A, that. I don't it's... know why people think that's such a complicated thing. The meaning of life is is to not become um, extinct. Sure. You know, I'm going to do the. I'm going to do what is called paraphrasing here. I agree with Andrew. The meaning of life is to fuck. 
Um, and the last one is probably ties in what you just said then. Yep. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Well, his daddy oh, yeah. is Mr. Greenberg and he's probably now retired. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I used to ask people that question a lot. I used to have, I used to, on MSN, right? MSN used to have um, sounds that you could play to people. We, we're going back, to, people. <laughs> yeah, we're going back, back to 79. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it used to have sounds, and I used to play the, those sounds to people, and one of them was Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, who's your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> um, Triff81 says, Todd, can we get rid of the seven tackle set for field goal attempts in the last five minutes of normal time and extra time? Now... I know your view on this, and I agree, and that is just get rid of the seven tackle set completely. Altogether, yeah. But, I mean, if if they had to tweak it, if they wanted to keep it for some stupid reason, they definitely have to get rid of it for for uh, missed field goals because that's not what it was intended for. That's but right. the problem is, if you want to take a, a fullback out of the game, supposedly, all you would do is, if you were down that end of the field, you just pretend you're kicking a field goal. Exactly. So, yeah. And then we get to a point where we might have to reduce field goals to 0.2 of a point. That would be cool. Like, you get, <laughs> imagine you get half a point. Teams start winning by half a point. Well, teams win 14.4 to 14.2. Yeah. <laughs> start, start saying, wow, they were two-fifths of a point better on the day. <laughs> what can you say about that? Uh, someone replied to that saying, also, any kicks dead in goal from 10 metres out should not result in seven tackle set. You want to encourage attacking football. Many players choose to get tackled a few metres out and hand over the ball rather than risk kicking it dead. We need to encourage attacking play, not discourage it. That's um, a really a, good. That's really yeah. good because I've seen a lot more of that in the last couple of years than I think I've ever seen before where a player will be just content to get tackled in the corner. Yeah. In the corner of the field, like the, on the defensive end, um, so that you're making a team run 95 metres from their corner. That's right. Which uh, I, I don't know. I just I don't mind if teams want to do that, but yeah, I just get rid of the seven tackle set because it's stupid. Um, Ted Baxter says, "Who's going to take over the referees' boss and judiciary boss positions next year? If the people currently in charge of these spots don't get sacked, then Todd should." Yeah, this is another ref's falter, pretty much, and um, I don't care about the answer to that question. <laughs> Yeah, neither do I. We said in a podcast, might have been the last one, where I think the referees should just run themselves and and everybody else can piss off and let them be. Let them be. Yeah, I I think the judiciary one does need work. I can yep. accept I can accept mistakes by referees in a game. I've got no issue with that. And mm-hmm. as I said, like I'll, I'll call them out when I see them wrong, but I don't harp on about it and make it like it's the worst fucking thing that's ever happened. Yeah, that's but true. The judiciary has no excuses. And this year, they've probably been the most inconsistent they've ever been with with punishments. Um, that needs fixing. And you, you did make a good point recently, where you said you think they need to readjust the whole system because it's sort of aligned with you know the tough calls they were making back in the nineteen seventies. Whereas the games evolved from there, they need to make tough calls in other areas instead. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I think that the penalties and th- I think where they've been mostly inconsistent is not so much in a straightforward calls. I think they've been pretty good in the straightforward calls. I think it's when it's been grubby play and grubby acts. And so, um, yeah, I think there needs to be a readjustment in that area. Yeah, I'm fully with you on that one. Um, When will you stop registering back-ended contracts? (laughs) (laughs) Because Todd does all the salary cap work. Yeah, Um, he sits down. With big pile of paper, he's like, "Oh, we got we got a big pile of paper. There's all these contracts you got to sign off on, Todd." And he, he's actually the only person that's employed by the NRL. Yeah, there's yeah. no one else. Yeah, everyone else is a volunteer. Hi. He so he said, uh, and they are the NRL's version of I'm just going to leave this shitstorm for someone else to clean up. Well, you know what? It's the clubs to manage their own salary cap, not the NRL. Yeah, exactly. And. The NRL can't be holding everyone's hand all the time. Their job is to give money to the clubs and run the game. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I saw Des Hassler today because Penrith got uh, Coruscant for next year. And I saw Des Hassler say, you know, we would have liked to have kept him, but, you know, salary cap and that. 
And it's yeah. like, why is your salary cap lower, Des? You tell us. Mmm. Why could yeah. you keep him? How oh, did that I happen? What it is. Oh, it was that thing that I did all those years ago. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, that's a bit of a shame. Yeah, move on, Des. Um, I remember saying in an episode a while back too that one thing they could do is just take the salary cap away from the clubs. Yep. And just have the NRL manage every single salary cap. So they, you know, the clubs can offer whatever contracts they want to people, yep. but all the contracts then have to go to the club, and the club goes right. We'll put that in there, and now you've got this much on your left on your salary cap left. That way, you get rid of all that drama around. You know, the third-party agreements that keep getting breached by clubs and everything else. The NRL's just running it all then. Every yeah, single be- pay payment has to go through the NRL's head office. I remember years ago suggesting that the players get paid by the NRL. And I had a lot of people say, no, that wouldn't work. But not one person ever said why it wouldn't work. Exactly and right. I, I never understood that at all. Like, it just made no sense to me. Like... Why wouldn't that work? It seems obvious. It would it would be a proper leveler of the competition. It would make the Surrey Cup work properly. Yeah. That's probably part of the reason why I didn't like it. Um, Jesse Sweet said, should Damien, kick, Damien Cook get four Dally M points for that tackle on Corey Oates? No. No, I think that we can uh, rule that out. Yeah. Um, old mate says, will you consider changing golden point to golden try? All other points count at the end of 10 minutes if no try. No, just have extra time or just have a draw. Yes. Um, simple. Um, there was a conversation after that. I don't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, George Y says, it's my wedding anniversary soon. Gee, I wonder where this is going to go. Yeah. Just wondering where you got the ring from, you know, the one you gave Kim Smith's wife because she was the only one in history to ever sacrifice anything. Ooh, burn, burn. Um, I'd love to believe... see Barb's ring still. Has anyone <laughs> seen Barb's ring? If you've seen Barb's ring, hashtag Barb's ring. Yeah. It was just hashtag, um, I want to see Barb's ring. <laughs> and don't get upset when you get hashtag me too thrown at you. I'm just saying. I didn't say that. No, no, no. I just say, you know, I want to see Barb's ring. Maybe she should put it on a public display so people can come around. They can, you know, like the like the Pope. They could come around and kiss her ring. Yeah. Do you re- I think it should maybe be like the Rugby League World Cup where it goes on tour. Seeing as it probably costs more to Rugby League itself to get it made. So just have it on tour and you go and see Barb's ring and they take Barb's ring to schools and stuff. And, let's and they be say, honest, you know what? She- <laughs> I was <didn't- laughs> You know what? If you're married to a rugby league player, and I clean that up so much from what I was thinking, you <laughs> would get a ring like Barb got. I was just saying, uh, in her defence, I dare say she'd look after her ring a lot better than the uh, the World Rugby League would look after the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It wouldn't be found in a ditch or anything like that's, 20 years later. Right. Um, do you believe the NRL should embrace better stats and analytics for fans? Yes. Is it looking to release more data to the public like the NFL have recently with the NRL playing tracking data? Um, I doubt the NRL will, reduce, will put out any better data than they currently have, at least not in the short term. But yeah. I would love to see much better analytical data. Not the stuff I do, which is just appearances and scores and stuff. I want to see far more intricate data. The stuff we've got at the moment, there's a lot of stats fields there, but it doesn't really tell the whole story. Yeah. And I'd like to see... Better and a better analytics come out of that because it would lead to better, more thorough analytical discussion about the game and players instead of oh he was good or he was shit. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, I I think things a bit like hit ups and run meters and where you get your run meters need to be. I would like to see them at least for for fans and the media put out a little bit differently because. Which we see a lot of um, run meters for wingers and fullbacks that seem a bit inaccurate, and then you see someone like Jason Tomalolo who gets his meters actually up the middle of the field, and he doesn't really get the accolades he deserves for how many meters he chews up because people are so busy looking at the stats of fullbacks who are running the ball back. Um, from kicks, or you get forwards that run a lot of kicks back from kickoffs who get a lot of run meters just because they're, 
you know, they're not able to defend very well, so they give up a lot of points. So, yeah, I'd like to see a few changes there, personally. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, next question. Board shorts or Speedos? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a boardies man. Yeah, I, I like board shorts. See, the way I look at it, okay, is um, you need to be doing something for me for me to start showing off any of my sort of goodies. That that yeah. stuff doesn't go on public display unless you've done something to earn it. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. There's so much that could be said that I could yeah. say, but I'll just say that I agree. Yeah. Um, I just top it off and say, look, I'm cheap, but I'm not easy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> um. Jaco says he's got plenty of questions, but there's no point asking them when all I'll get is rhetoric and PR spin. So thanks for making that tweet when you've just admitted the, it was pointless. Yeah, but... That was genius. You know what? The thing we do here on Fergo and the Freak is that we talk to the people, and we don't give you PR spin. We we give you our honest opinions about things. And we're giving you straight-up answers. There's no rhetoric yeah. here. Yeah, Exactly. Um, next question. Can you please just bring back the Bears? Don't care if it's Central Coast, Gold Coast, or West Coast. Um, no, no, and no to those three locations. I don't mind if the Bears come back, but uh, it would have to be in an area where they'd want to be called the Bears, I guess. Yeah, and fuck them. They're dead. Let's get on. Let's move on with it. Didn't win a competition since 1922. Oh. A bunch of chokers. They played at a frigging cricket ground where the big thing was like, oh, there's a tree there. No, go away, Bears. It rained. You had your chance. I, I think if we could get a, a, a spot for them uh, in, say, Cooper Petey. And I'm not saying in a way to get rid of them, but the chance of rain is next to zero there. What about we stick them in bloody Tamworth? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please bring back having one NRL referee? No. No. Next. <laughs> Can you fix the knock-on rule? Knock-on should only be if it touches grass surface, not if it touches another player in contest. Uh, no. Oh, my goodness. That's so no. dumb. That, that's, no, that's nonsense. Um, can you introduce green cards, five-minute sin bin, so players deliberately slowing the game? No. Five-minute sin bin is completely and utterly pointless. It'd be so stupid. And can you imagine how many teams would just happily give away five minutes? Because you can soak up a couple of minutes. I mean, you can soak up 30 seconds with a cramp. Yeah, that would be two really slow, ugly, dull sets yeah. in the middle of a game. Five-minute simbins are stupid. I said yeah. recently they need to actually expand it out to 15 minutes or 20. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah. Go crazy with it. Um Joe says, I watch almost every game every week. I've been with my wife for 14 years. Can she get a 15K ring for her sacrifice? I'd like to know what Joe, Joe's wife does as a sacrifice while he's watching footy. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep quiet. Yeah. There's a bit of self-censorship <laughs> for, our, for our fans out there. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something nasty about someone. Anyway, will we ever see NRL franchises back in Perth and Adelaide, which will make the game live up to its brand and namesake of being a National Rugby League? Well, Perth, I think, is definitely on the cards. I can't see how they're going to say no to that. Yeah. Adelaide, uh, it's, just a hard, it's just a hard market, Adelaide. I mean, it worked while it was there. Yeah. But... I don't know. I haven't seen much calling for the for the game to be to go back there. Whereas I'll tell you Perth, what, though, Perth is really keen. They're taking a state of origin game to Adelaide, right? Mm. And I remember talking to somebody years and years ago that was that's actually from Adelaide, and I said to them, and I they called it rugby. They said, oh, I remember when we had a rugby team called the Rams. I said, tell me about it, and they said, well, they turned up and there was a lot of hype and stuff around them. And then they just disappeared, and no one really knew what happened to them. That's um, pretty much it. Yeah, but I, I mean, you just—I look at how many people live in Adelaide, and yeah, we we definitely need to have a national footprint. I mean, you look at—you take a, just the populations of, of Perth and Adelaide, and we haven't got them. You know, we haven't got relevant content for them. It's kind of crazy 
we're lucky that we have the ability to expense into two proper cities in Australia. And I think that I, the more I think about it, the more I think they should be one and two in terms of the next expansions. I've said for a long time, I think there's one one part of Australia that is completely ignored by every sporting code, and that's one we should tap into, and it's the Northern Territory. How many Aboriginal players do we get playing the game? And the Aboriginal um, athletes, especially in the Northern Territory, they play every sport possible, and they're brilliant at it. And yeah. I reckon if we were to put an NRL team up there, that's a lot of young kids playing AFL that just go, we're going to play NRL now. See, if I was going to do that, I would. I think they'd need an indoor stadium, hey? Why is that? Because it's bloody hot in the Northern Territory. It wouldn't be that much different to Townsville, surely. You reckon? I reckon it'd be... Yeah. I, I reckon on average it would be hotter, way hotter. Yeah, they need an advantage. They can have it. Yeah, but, like, is that is that going to be good or bad for the players that live there? No, they'll get acclimatised. They'll be fine, just like the ones in the in the in in Townsville do. In Townsville, yeah. Well, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't... I don't live there, so I don't know. But my feeling is the environment is a is a bit of an issue for um oh, for put, it in, put it in Alice Springs then. Well, is Alice Springs? I mean, you haven't you lived you've been lived in Alice Springs, haven't you? I've lived, I've lived in Alice Springs. Quite so, a uh, quite a mild temperature. It's actually, I'd say it's probably a li- it's less humid than Brisbane. The temperature is as stable as Brisbane's. But how many people live in Alice Springs? I don't know, maybe twenty five, fifty thousand people, something like that. But if you're going to make it that that um, that state's national team, yeah, you know, you might get people driving down from the from the other parts of the the state to come down and check out the games there. You know, the big problem that they have in the Northern Territory is the state government's broke. Yeah, that that is an issue. Yeah, but yeah, I I think that's something that the problem. See, the problem is that. No one is looking at putting a team there. Yeah. No one's even entertaining the idea mm-hmm. at the very least. And I think it's something that really needs to be looked at because it's yeah. just a completely untapped market that just needs to be broken into. And you get, you get, I mean, look at how many fantastic Aboriginal players that played the game in the entire history of the game. Mm-hmm. Why not maximize your opportunity to get more of those into the game? I, that's as that's, that's I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I look it'd be nice for down the track where you would have um Perth and Adelaide and Darwin and even Hobart, I guess, but uh you know, it, it I think it's it needs to start happening. I think it needs to ha- start happening because right now the game spends a lot of money on teams that are based in Sydney that get 10 million bucks a year out of the NRL and they they can't get crowds to the game. And, you know, it makes you wonder how how much longer do you persist in doing that when you could bring in a team from West Australia or Adelaide and bring in a million-plus people? That's exactly right. So you need more more new eyes on the game. You need the um, the new untapped player market so you can bring it to it so you're not just moving players around to, to sort out, um, you know, new teams. You can actually bring in local talent which yeah. automatically draws in more fans because they go, yeah, these guys are from our area. We're going to go support them. Instead of just going, here's a bunch of blokes from Sydney playing in a new state. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing about Western Australia. Like, they produce NRL talent now. Yeah. So uh, they just deserve team. That's it. I, I agree. Uh, that's a no-brainer. Um, Swiss Cowboy is saying that what about China? The AFL is completely taking over there, and then he said, "Hashtag sorry." Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll say this: um, AFL can have China. Yes, I'll let them have China. Okay, that's that's fine by me. Okay, let them spend all their money infiltrating China and making the game big there. I'm sure it's going to work a treat. Um, next question: When is Todd going to resign? Well, looks like he's not. Imagine um, if he answered it, though. Imagine <laughs> if he was like, oh, next week. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. It's like when um, the news reporters, they, when somebody comes out of a courtroom, and they say, 
did you enjoy taking their money? Or it's like, did you know that you'd killed that person? And I'll just one time I'd like them to go. Yeah, I did. Oh shit! Whoops. Whoops. That, that doesn't count, does it? That that doesn't count. Um, uh, I suppose we just mentioned this one. Do you agree that we should bring back the mighty Adelaide Rams? And someone replied, "I'm from Adelaide, and um, sorry, I don't know how we read that one. Have you met a genuine rugby league fan that actually thinks you're doing a good job?" Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I want. I wonder how often you meet somebody that says, "Listen, I'm a died in the wolf fan." Just a all of the cliches. I'm a man of the people. I uh, go to the pub. I think you passed the pub test, Todd. The pub test. Um, I don't, I think he probably would come across a few, only because there'd be people out there who don't read the media. And so they probably think, yeah, you know what, the game's going all right, I don't mind it, he must be doing a good job. That's a good point. I t- I've said this before, I think the best thing anybody can do for their enjoyment of the game is to d- don't read any of the media at all, um, ignore a lot of the shit you see on Twitter, and turn down the volume when you're watching games in terms of the commentators. And if you do that, you will enjoy rugby league way more. Yeah, and I would just got to stress, it's not a contradiction, okay? Because we're now social media influencers, um, we have to listen to it just so that we can educate you on what's right and what's wrong and, and why. So, you know, that's that's our sacrifice we make for you. Exactly. We We dive on that grenade like Captain America before he had the serum. There you go. I don't know what that means. It's all right. <laughs> um, next one. Yeah, this is one that you'll be answering. Okay. I, I feel there could be a little rant involved. Oh. Um, why don't Australia play more tests? The Great Britain Lions are touring. Papua New Guinea can host them, but not us. League Freak, your thoughts? <laughs> oh, really? Great Britain's touring? Wow. First time in what? 28 years or something that they've done a proper tour and i suggest that it's not a proper tour by the way they're just hitting a few spots and then heading home well there's a reason why we don't do too too many tours to great britain because they're fucking crap and how many times do you want to see us whip their ass over and over again like how many times are we supposed to host shit by the way if like if we didn't organize shit right and we didn't bring things together a lot of these other countries, like when does New Zealand ever organise their own shit? It's really up to us to get it done. It's ridiculous. Couldn't agree more. Mm. Um, a rather complicated question here. Oh, wow. Would you consider a 12-month amnesty so people can come forward about contracts and salary cap breaches to help clean up the game? then introduce penalties that would get the rotors out of the game for good if they breach the guidelines after the amnesty is finished. I don't see how that's going to work at all. No, I don't think it would. Um, you know, first things first, right? You don't kill a cash cow, okay? Nope. You don't kill a cash cow. So none of the managers are going to talk about it. None of the clubs are going to talk about it. None of the cl- you saw what happened at the to the poor dude that took over the Sharks and he found some irregularities and took it to the NRL, like four and a half months later, he was out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just don't think it's going to happen. No, won't happen. Um, Agro the Dragon says, um, do you have a clue what you're doing? I'm sure he's got a clue. I mean, he knows he's got to have morning tea. There's there's got to be some sort of hints in there. Yeah. Um... Another when will you resign? Another one will you resign? Uh, someone said, "What's up with your bung eye?" Um, Has he got a bung a eye? I don't know. The picture looked fine. Yeah, I didn't think that he had a bung eye. Um, what anti-corruption protocols does the NRL have in place for game and club officials? Oh my god! Oh, that's really simple. They basically have the integrity unit, which covers everybody from the commission, but down. They don't cover the commission. It's just no. everyone else. And the very fact that you think that referees are corrupt shows how stupid you are. Yeah, exactly. Um, why did you buy Cameron Smith's wife a ring? Is it because he runs the game? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, okay. Why don't we have action music during TV replays? That's a fucking good question. Yeah, what was the That's old the, act? 
That's the one thing the Super League does. The yeah. one thing Super League does that NRL doesn't do, and they shit on us for it, is they have they have the action music during replays. What would be the best one though? Um, what about like any any training montage from Rocky? Just that's pretty much that it. music. Yeah, yeah. You want something that's got a constant beat to it? There's yeah. got to be some sort of fast thing like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, okay, there's another one about. Someone wanting a ring for their wife. Mm-hmm. Um, interchange eight to six equals no brainer? Question mark. That that's not how equations work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll move on from that. Yeah. Uh, when are you going to get serious regarding the rest on the game and the match review committee? Instead of all the heads in the sand, how about get it out and start working for your pay packet? Yeah, we've already addressed that. You're a fool. Um, hi, can I have a ring? Um, what can have you I actually done to improve? That's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> can, I just, can I just have a ring? Yeah. It's like when, it's like when you see people, uh, you know, a rich person comes along and they say, can I have some money? Yeah. Um, what have you actually done to improve rugby league? 100% serious question. Well, Barb will answer that. Yeah. Uh, hi, Todd. More and more players recently come forward saying that their mental health is not good. Why haven't the NRL implemented something like a standard six-week procedure where players step away and focus on their health? Um, they've got an off-season. Yeah, but uh, you know what? It's a good question, right? It is. No, I'm, I'm not being I'm not being um, or anything there. They do have yeah. an off-season where That's they can what... go and get all this stuff addressed with. Yeah, I. You know what? I've I've heard this talked about a little bit in US sports, and the NBA commissioner actually talked about this a little bit. And he was saying how, in in his opinion, and, and from what he has seen from a lot of players, the conditions that they play under are better than than any conditions they've ever had. The money's better, the lifestyle's better, the travel conditions are better and everything, and yet so many players seem to be miserable, and he's not sure why. Now, he's talked about maybe the influence of social media on that, Um I think it's maybe a societal thing. I think that maybe some of the aspects of modern life are not healthy for, you know, the people that we are. Like, you know, we just kind of think of ourselves as, you know, having all of this connectivity and all of that is just normal. And it's really, really not. And I don't think that it's all that healthy for, or maybe the majority of people. And I think the smart and not smart people, but I think, I think you find that people that realize it and have the ability to switch off from it, they will tell you it's one of the best things they've ever done. And I've done it from time to time myself. Like I've disappeared off of social media and I've, I've just disconnected from all, all of my equipment and stuff, all of my like Xbox and everything, and just left it all alone from time to time. And it's really nice, and it it calms you. And I think that maybe for a lot of players who are generally younger people, they maybe haven't got the maturity to realise that that's something they need to do yet. And I think that that's maybe something NRL could look at educating players on. Yeah, I mean, anything to help mental health is always going to be something that um, I'll be fully supporting, absolutely. Mm. Um, Actually... One thing that's not a question on there, but something that was raised by um, Nadine. She's she's tagged us in a tweet about a new high-tech mouthguard is set to become an important weapon in the fight against concussion. It emits electric signals, allowing coaches and doctors to learn the full effects of a knock even before the player does. Oh, that's interesting. I've heard, and I don't think it was a mouthguard. It might have been an NFL helmet that... It uh, it pinged when there was a certain amount of G-forces put through a player's head. Um, I haven't heard it through a mouth guard yet, but that's really interesting and really good. And I think one of the things people don't realise about mouth guards is that they don't just protect your teeth. Like, they protect they protect your jaw, and, and they're apparently, and I don't know if this is true, but they apparently do help you a little bit in terms of um, getting knocked out. So, yeah. Any look, anything that can help with concussion, even if it's, you know, if if it pings up that a player has taken a certain amount of g forces through their head, um, anything's got to be good. It's got to add to the 
to the rate that we find that players have concussions or don't have concussions. Yep. Um, Next 13 is saying they used to have um, replays and have the retro music. And I think it really dates things, to be honest with you. I don't know about the retro uh, music. just put yeah, just put modern music on there. Um, Katy Perry and stuff like that. Who's who's modern? Can you uh, name one modern artist? What about um, Cardi B? I don't know who these people are. Yeah, I, I just know the name Cardi B, and I, I don't got to know a point in my life many years ago, and I think it comes with you know getting into your thirties, yeah. where you've you've spent your twenties trying to determine what's the type of music you like. Yeah. And once you got to your thirties, you've 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 narrowed it down to the things you like. You've gone, that's it. Fuck everything else. And that's where I'm at in my life. I've made my decision what music I like, and I'm setting my setting my ways. And that's never fucking changing. Didn't Seinfeld have an have an episode where they were saying where you get to a certain time in your thirties, and you basically close applications for friendships. And so it's like, yeah, we're not taking any new applications. I'm sorry, because you sort of just learn who you like. And that's it. I, I, mine, mine's more just on on um, music and art, taste and stuff like that. Once yeah. I get to the thirties, I've already made my decision about that. People are a bit different. Um, yeah, I don't know how that works. Anyway, maybe <laughs> that's just more about if he's that, that speaks more about his social status more than anything. Possibly. <laughs> um, is the NRL looking into player agents so that their power over boards and clubs can be reduced? I. I'd actually like to see player agents scrap, to be honest, but that's yeah, that, it's almost that, impossible. That comes from an ignorant viewpoint, because yeah. um, I don't really know exactly what it is that agents do that the players themselves couldn't do themselves. Um, other than yeah, so I don't know. I would say this about player agents: there are a lot of stupid people in rugby league. There are a lot of stupid people that run clubs. There is a lot of stupid players, and I'm not saying all of them. And there's a lot of stupid coaches. I'm not saying all of them. But I think that player agents in certain circumstances find it easy to manipulate players, coaches, and, and stupid club administrators. Um, and I think a smart club and, and one that had some balls um, doesn't get brought into that sort of thing. I think that a player that decides they want to do something doesn't let their manager tell them what they want to do. Like the, the player manager works for the player. They're an employee yeah, I, of the player, you know. I, and I think the the issue here, and I, I mean, the first one I can think of is, and it's the same manager both times, I think, is when the quotation marks big four were in their contract negotiation at the West Tigers. Yeah. That was Tedesco, Woods, Moses and Brooks. Apparently, I, I believe, they all had the same player manager. Yeah. And they're all off contract at the same time. And so that manager was able to use the fact that he had all of those four players against the club to try and drive up the price for all four of them. Yeah. You know, by using things like, if you don't give these players what they want, I can take order, you know, I can take offers from them for every other club that's in the NRL and I'll get more money for them elsewhere. And so you it's not the the manager putting one player against the club, it's putting four key players against the club, and the club's is forced to sort of panic and give them what they want. And I well, believe also, the same thing's happening at the Knights as well. Yeah, and you well, you also look at Clint Gutherson when he's coming off contract and his management team, and this is their job. Like, the thing that people need to remember is a player manager has zero interest in the game, in a club, or anything like that. His whole job is just to get the most amount of money possible by any means possible. And if you look at that situation... Gutherson's manager managed to get the club to skyrocket his salary with no other counter offers from any other club, not one. Now, a smart club would sit down with Gutherson and his manager and say, we're going to offer you 400000 bucks. We're being pretty generous here. You weren't our fullback plans at the start of the year, but you got the job now. And if you can get better than that, we will shake your hand and wish you luck. Go and see if you can get an offer better than that and come back to us in a few weeks. And that's what they would have done. Instead, what they said was, oh, he might he might go to Manly. Oh, he's, he's $650,000. And there was no offer from Manly. He, he literally 
said the day before he signed that contract with the Eels, I, I've, I've got no offer from Manly. And yet Parramatta upped his salary. It's like, th- that's a dumb club. That's a really dumb club. Yeah, it is. Um, next question. Todd, when are the NRL going to do the right thing and recognise the only real test that were played in 1997 were the Super League tests? Um, fairly certain they are recognised, but um, separately. So yeah. the figures that they, you know, the, the matches that they played in the 97 Super League series, they do count to the overall total, but they count it as separate. So they're not all lumped, lumped in with Australia. So Australia, Super League Australia, add the two together. I don't know why they do it that way, because obviously every other country in the world at the time was Super League aligned, pretty much. But uh, the, NR, the NRL's perspective, I guess, is that Super League were the the rebel competition, the breakaway one. They weren't the official one. Yeah. That's why it's separated a lot like that. But yeah, they are recognised. Um, we could go on They're recognised exactly as they should be, really. Like exactly it right. Wasn't the Australian Kangaroos. It was an Australian Super League team. I mean, yeah. they they just weren't. They, they weren't the Australian national test team. That's, That's right. just it. Yes. Uh, next one, we've, geez, we've, we've shouted this one down heaps of times before. Will the inter- NRL induce a trade period? No. No. So dumb. Here's um, a good one. Will the Cowboys be compensated seeing how we had three games this season where decisions have cost us? We could be in seventh, but we're in 14th. Oh, um, shut up. And someone yeah. replied very intelligently, just about every team can lay claim to that. Your seventh would then be 14th again real quick. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's the referees have held the Cowboys back. That's what it is. So stupid. How are we going for time here? We're doing all right. Um, someone's saying, where's he standing down? Um, your refs were near perfect up until Magic Round. Now they're costing one or two teams each week. How has this happened? Well... I disagree with that anyway. Yeah, I uh, disagree another, as well. Another one saying, can I get a 15 grand ring? Someone else says, can I borrow 50 bucks? Um, <laughs> any idea when repeats of MASH will be on free to air again? And someone replied, 7 p.m. weeknights. MASH on every week? I think is, MASH yeah. is on every weekday on like whatever their garbage channel 10 puts on that's not on their main garbage channel. Yeah. Um, why can't you get games to start at the official start time? Like, that's fucking important. Um, seriously, in the age of governance, how can you justify showing Storm and Cameron Smith special treatment? Well, he's the first player to get to 400 games and played yeah. 50, 60 or test or whatever. I think... It's I almost think the as though it, hey. Yeah, I think the facts alone justify why Cameron Smith is getting special treatment. Yeah. Um, it took you over six months to get to... John Sutton with his 300 ring, but showed up automatically for Smith. Yeah. So it's bad to learn from your mistakes and get better. That's what we're learning here. Yeah, yeah. And there's a um, difference between 300 games and 400 games. Um, you took Bellamy to a basketball game. Shouldn't you be showing equality? Okay. Oh, I reckon I'm a big fan of equality. Hey. It's fantastic. Yeah. Is that where everyone gets the gets the same same quilt as one another? Oh no, I'm talking about the winger that used to play for the Knights and then went to Manly and then Uddersfield. Aquila de Uade. Oh. Yeah. He's a good was, player. That was nice. <laughs> um That's question is <laughs> how to get it in sooner or later. That's, That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> question is when the on field referee calls for the video ref and says he has a trial no trial, what does the video ref overrule with insufficient evidence? Because yeah. there is insufficient amounts of evidence to overrule the call. There we go. If you thought there was someone better suited to run the game, would you step down effective and immediately? Sorry, effective with an A and immediately for the good of the game. Right. Well, let's just say this, okay? How yeah. do you know that someone is going to be better and better than you at a job they've never done before? Um, it's a good question. Who does he have photos of to still be there? That's a different, <laughs> different version. That's um, a good question. I'm going to say Cameron Smith. 
probably. Um, what happened to third-party arrangements? The draft policy on player behaviour is too soft. NRL, please make a stand and ensure all players respect the national anthem. Oh, my God. They do that, though. Don't... Have you ever seen a rugby league player properly disrespect a national anthem ever? I can't I... think of one. I'd like to know when it was that this country went from being one that was just lackadaisical about the national anthem to becoming American-style patriotic about it. I remember growing up as a kid, you'd watch football games and not one player would sing the national anthem. They'd stand there like it was a waste of time. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, when we've got to respect it hand on heart and sing it out proud, it's... No, it's a shit anthem. And you know, I, I've heard I've heard players talk about this, right? And they've been criticised for not singing. And then I've heard players ask, "Why don't you sing? Why didn't you sing the national anthem?" And I've heard more than one say, "I I always thought the same thing." And then I got out there, and I was so overwhelmed emotionally, and by the occasion, that I I just I couldn't I just couldn't do it. And I think that when we saw Benji Marshall, and man, it was so, it was beautiful when Benji Marshall made the Kiwi team again, and he just he couldn't contain it, and he was bawling his eyes out. He was absolutely bawling his eyes out with happiness and and pride. And I think that we underestimate that sometimes because we we do sort of think differently about our anthem in terms of like we're not. We, we're not tryhards with our anthem, you know, and I, I think that there's plenty of players out there that they think, man, I'm going to go out and I'm going to, you know, smash that anthem out, and then they get out there and they're like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know. Um, so I think there's a lot of that involved in it. But I've never seen a rugby league player from any country disrespect a national anthem from memory. No, I, I don't like the national anthem. But I don't sit there. If like if I'm in a in a setting where it has to be sung, I will sing it because I respect it. But doesn't mean I have to like it. Okay. Yeah. And I know that sounds a bit contradictory, but bear with me. That's the way I am. Okay. I respect the national anthem. I respect this country, but doesn't mean I have to accept it and agree it and think it's fantastic as well either. And players should be allowed to choose what they want to respect and what they don't want to respect. And as you said, I don't think a single player has disrespected the national anthem. Not choosing not to sing it does not mean disrespect of it. And we've no. seen enough. There's been enough reasons shown, especially by the indigenous people, as to why they don't like it. And that's the difference: why they don't like it. Yeah, but um, I, like I, I seriously have never seen someone like a disrespecting it would be dropping your uh, pants and, and mooning while it's on being sung or something. <laughs> But I guess if, say, a player just sat on the sideline or something and just didn't even bother with it at all, or they... yeah, I'm trying to think of what would be disrespectful, like... Saying something else. Maybe sing the New Zealand National Anthem instead of the Australian one. (laughs) Or warming up while it was still going on. And, look, if that happened, you know, the media would go off its head. My my general thought would be you just ignore it and eventually, because somebody wasn't getting the attention they wanted. They'd end up just, you know, pulling into line to a certain extent. But I think that as long as, you know, if there's an anthem and you don't want to sing it, just stand there and don't sing it. It's all good. That's like, all good. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's one... that's not disrespectful. That's actually really respectful, if you ask me. Like, Yeah, you're you not know, trying to tarnish I... it. You're just saying, I don't want to. That's my view. Yeah, it's not my thing. It's not my bag, baby. And exactly. that's fine. You know, and everyone gets on with it, and I don't think it—it's not really an issue, really. Yeah. One last thing, I did while we were doing the show there, I um, quote tweeted that um, article by Nadine to um, Dr. Alan Pierce, friend of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I said, you know, what are your thoughts on this? So I've not actually been reading it because I've been doing this. Um, I've been told by a few people that it was actually his invention, his device, and he replied oh, with. I'd like to take credit inventing it, but no, I was just the first person to use the device in my research. Yeah. What a legend. Interesting, yeah. We should maybe get him back on and, and maybe talk about it a little bit and, um, like, if there are any other devices that can be used. Like, I wonder if the 
GPS trackers on the back of a player's jersey can be used in terms of um, G-forces that maybe come through a player's. I, I mean, it's difficult because it's not their head. It's kind of their shoulder area. But um, I wonder what else there is out there. Um, I just want to get Dr. Alan Pierce on again. He was he was a fantastic guest. He was incredible. Absolutely. And um, I dare say... We've uh we've got to the last of the questions, so we've we're done for this episode. Oh wow. What's the last one? No, that was it. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, that's pretty comprehensive. I think we've done well with that one and uh you did really good. I really yeah. enjoyed your I really enjoyed your work this episode, Andrew. Yours was better. No 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you got well. in a you got in a few sneaky, that's what she said. So, um you dropped another C bomb. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, fantastic. And we managed to get a little bit of rage in there and a little bit of humor. We've covered all yeah, the bases. Just everything you'd want out of a podcast, really. So um, I just want to say, send out an apology to um, Andrew Voss. He's a big supporter of Rugby League Project on Patreon, by the way, um, because we've just ruined your, your segment for next week. Yeah. We, do you call that cutting someone's grass when you're kind getting... of, yeah. kind of? Yeah. We 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 have done that. Um. So yeah, if you want to, you want to chat with us um, at League Freak on Twitter, at Andrew P on Twitter, and the podcast is at Fergo Freak Pod. You can send us an email podcast at leaguefreak.com. Check out uh, rugby league opinions and a lot of lookalike pictures over at leaguefreak.com. Uh, you can go to my website rugbyleagueproject.org, and you can donate to me on Patreon. Uh, the orange there's an orange button on the uh, homepage of my website, so you can check that out there. Yeah, smash um, it. Give a couple of bucks. Yeah. A couple of bucks a month, that'd be sweet. Yeah. And I guess we'll we'll catch us all very shortly. I guess when we decide to do our next episode in a few minutes' time. Yeah, in 20 minutes' time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll catch us all later.